0: Imagine twin Earths, each the image of the verdant globe on which we live. Imagine these two worlds forever separated by a limbo of interdimensional space. Identical planets, evolving separately across the millennia. Each witnessing the birth of man, then the dawn of civilization. And finally, the beginning of the age of superheroes. On one world we'll call Earth 2 the superheroes begin to arrive in the early part of the 20th century when a rocket ship brought the star child Kal-El to safety. Kal-El begins his career as Superman in the early days of World War II as the first of the great heroes. Soon he was joined by other heroes and they joined forces to form the first super team in history, the Justice Society of America. Thus the two worlds knowingly coexist, one inhabited by the familiar Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and other heroes of the Justice League, and the Other Earth by the original superheroes. These are the legendary members of the Justice Society.
1: that revisits DC Comics' most popular parallel Earth in its most creative time period by taking a look at those stories issue by issue. I'm your host, Matthew B. Lloyd, and you can find me here on Earth Prime at dccomicsnews.com as a reviewer and editor, and of course on Classic Comics heard right here on the Comics in Motion Network. You can find me on Twitter at Matt B. Underscore Lloyd and at Comics Lloyd. You can also email the show at ClassicComicsMBL at gmail.com. Look for me in the books Politics of Gotham, The Batman Universe and Political Thought, and Black Panther Philosophy, What Can Wakanda Offer the World? Plus the forthcoming Arkham Souls, covering many of Batman's adversaries. In the first seven episodes, we set the context for Earth-2 and the return of the Seven Soldiers of Victory. We are now full on into the 70s as the JSA have returned to their own title, All-Star Comics.
2: Hi, I'm Allison Shelton, writer and creator of the indie comic Reburn. You may have heard about us on Indie Comics Spotlight. Thanks to Tony and Rhea. Reburn follows May, a superpowered woman who takes on the cult like utopian society that ripped her life apart. Our comic picks up when she's ready to burn it all down. We're incredibly proud of our all female team. Myself, artist Elise McCall, editor Jessica Patel, colorist Hillary Jenkins and letterer Joe Matt Gill. Renowned comic writer and artist Kari Andrews said of Reburn, "It's an impressive debut, a violent, visceral, and emotion-fueled spectacle, a story you need to read right now." We agree, and we have hard copies and digital copies of issues one through four available on our website, ReburnComic.com. That's R-E-B-U-R-N Comic.com. Check it out.
0: Who are they? Where did they come from? The Comics in Motion Network presents Classic Comics with Matthew B. Lloyd. Explore the golden age of comics. Learn where some of your favorite characters first appeared. Find out their origins, and perhaps you'll learn about some characters you've never heard of. Or comics you've never seen. Newspaper strips like Terry and the Pirates or the Golden Age Daredevil. Don't be surprised to find something from the Silver Age or important moments in the history of comics. Classic comics with Matthew B. Only on the Comics and Motion Network. Found wherever your podcasts find you.
1: Thank you for joining me for episode nine. All-Star Comics number 59, cover dated April 1976. All-Star is a bi-monthly title, so it's coming out every other month. Last issue, we got introduced to Power Girl and reintroduced to the Star-Spangled Kid. Remember, he was trapped in the past with the other seven soldiers of victory. We also saw Dick Grayson, Robin, and this trio will form the basis of the new All-Star Super Squad. They, along with JSA regulars Green Lantern, Wildcat, Dr. Fate, Flash, Hawkman, and Dr. Midnight, were investigating mysterious incidents around the world, and we, the reader, learned that Brainwave, in a new costume for the 70s, was behind it. Let's fire up the cosmic treadmill and head on over to Earth-2. This issue features a cover by Ernie Chan and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Interior credits from the DC Fandom Wiki are Jerry Conway, writer uh, and executive editor; Rick Estrada, pencils; Wally Wood, inks; and Paul Levitt's editor. And our splash page uh, has sort of a split, um, split panel thing, but it's all sort of one image with uh, brainwave coming out and uh, mind bolts. Hitting uh, Doctor Fate, Wildcat, Doctor Midnight, Flash, Hawkman, and Green Lantern, so setting up the uh, the need for these these newer, younger heroes as they were being uh, advertised at the time. Uh, the top banner states: "The All Star Super Squad faces de- destruction when Brainwave blows up. Die, Justice Society, die!" Roll Call, Hawkman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Wildcat, Dr. Fate, Dr. Midnight, The star My Little Kid, Power Girl, Robin. Far above the placid green hills of Earth 2, a bizarre scene erupts into fury as the madman called Brainwave lashes out at his most-headed enemies and destroys them. Wildcat, talk is cheap, Buster. Me, I eat guys like you for breakfast. We, uh, as Brainwave gives him a right hook. Your wit appalls me, Wildcat. I expected more from you, JSAers. Much more. Yet it seems I'm to be disappointed even by you, Green Lantern. He hits him with a mind bolt. Crash! Sad, isn't it? How helpless you are against my peerless psychic blast. Now he stands apparently triumphant over the JSA. It almost moves me to pity. Almost. Well, friends, surely you haven't admitted defeat. There's still a chance you can assure me. Small, I admit, but a chance nonetheless. No answer? Now that is a pity. And then, as the uh, JSA seems up seems to, starts to disappear and fade away, there obviously been uh, constructs uh, from his mind. But go you must, for I've so very much enjoyed our little game, and I'll hate to see you go. Since you are, after all, only images created by my most remarkable brain. Uh, there's someone in the corner, dressed in a overcoat and hat, uh, trench coat and a and a hat. Are you done with your playing, Brainwave? Please, can we begin? Eh? Oh, it's you, old friend. Have I kept you waiting? Waiting is all I have left, old friend. Brainwave puts his arm around him. Of course, of course, I've been selfish, attending to my amusement before dealing with you. You'll forgive me, old friend, won't you? Of course you will. We need each other, you and I. Own we are nothing, but together... And the old friend states, together we can rule the world. So they're in a satellite of some sort orbiting the earth and you can see the earth out the out the window. Puzzled reader, if you are, you must have missed our last issue. But don't worry, we'll fill you in. For example, let's introduce three of our heroes now approaching the headquarters of the Justice Society of America. Power Girl is flying Wildcat in her arms and the Flash is running along the ground. Is this it, Wildcat, down there? What do you think it is, Girlie? Howard Johnsons? Meet The Flash, Earth 2's favorite Scarlet Speedster, Wildcat, the former world heavyweight boxing champ with the superhero complex, and Power Girl, the newest member of the newly formed Super Squad. Sweetheart, I've had it with you. For the past 20 minutes, you bounced me around like a ping pong ball. And as if injury wasn't enough, now I've got to add insult. I told you, lady, nobody but a regular member of the JSA gets inside our HQ, and nobody means you. Flash responds, "I don't think she's hearing you, Wildcat. I am certainly not. Maybe you'd better give in, Ted. After all, this is an emergency." As the flash phases through the door, uh, and the other two enter regularly. Why, thank you, Wildcat. How kind. Oh, Wildcat has opened the door for her. Strange. What tension can do to a man. Normally, Ted Grant is one of the most easygoing men I know, but this situation has frazzled us all. The Flash thinks. Listen, chick, maybe we got off on the wrong foot. Really? Yeah, for a broad, you're sort of actually wildcat. I am not a broad. And she slams the door in his face. Bam! And that right there is a great example of the characterization we're going to get from uh, Power Girl. It really sort of sets her apart and makes her you unique. And it's one of the things people have uh, liked about the character throughout the years. Better let him inside, Power Girl. According to this live video report from Cape Town in South Africa, the JSA is in trouble, and if what you've told me is true, the man responsible is Brainwave. And Flash is looking at a video screen with uh, Dick Grayson hanging on to a side of a truck full of uh, dangerous explosives. And I say Dick Grayson, I mean, you know, as Robin. Some minutes later, the headquarters monitor screens show yet another picture. The JSA skyrocket, blasting into outer space with Flash in his tree... Two compatriots aboard, riding toward a meeting with Destiny. As for what flash saw on the monitor screen, which was programmed to record the activities of the two sub-teams, maybe we should take a look for ourselves. Cape Town, South Africa, and the hero known as Robin, the ex-teen wonder. Easy, easy, he's still hanging on to the truck, and he's able to... Uh, jump off before it crash. there. I've done all I can. Aim that dynamite truck toward the gas fissure. Set it to crash. Now all I can do is pray. And it blows up without hurting anyone. I did it. The truck's cl- explodes and Closed off the fissure. Now the deadly Freon can't. Huh? The fissure's gone, but the gas is still escaping? That's impossible. Flat out impossible. There was a fissure in the earth and they were trying to cover it up. Or close it. Uh, and there was a gas that was uh, emanating from the... Uh, from the explosion, or the, uh, the fissure that was, uh, uh, harming the people, uh, around. There's an explanation, but it's crazy. Unfortunately, I have only got one way to check it out. Step one, remove the nose filters I put on after the gas knocked out Dr. Fate and Green Lantern. Step two, take a deep breath and pretend the air is crystal clear. If I'm wrong, I've got ten seconds before. Ha! Who said it after reasoning his old hat? Any gas fissure which can't be closed by a dynamite explosion isn't a gas... At all. It's an illusion. And some uh, similarly garbed uh, thugs jump out of nowhere. Good for you, brain boy. You can take that bit of logic with you. To hell. What? Okay, fellows, break it up. Whoever you are, you may have caught me by surprise, but I don't say surprise for long. Hold it right there, Robin, before you do something you may regret later. You're making a mistake, son. Another illusion? Afraid so, friend. When you busted up that last gas illusion, it must have broken a spell of some sort. Hardly a spell, Green Lantern, more like a psychic compulsion, which means our enemy is Brainwave. So has deduced Dr. Fate. Brainwave, that name does keep turning up, doesn't it? For example, on another monitor screen, this one programmed for Seattle, Washington, Hawkman is flying uh, Dr. Midnight. The quake seems to be dying down, Midnight. Maybe the worst is over. And then again, maybe not, as the same similarly-garbed thugs appear flying through the air. Brace yourself, Doctor, we're under attack. Brainwave commands for your interference. You must die, apparently, route outnumbered, Hawkman, which means it's about time for my blackout bomb, especially since my position grows more precarious at each moment. Hawkman needs his arms free to battle, so if I can just transfer myself to his leg... No, I slipped, I'm falling. We'll return to the plumbing Dr. Midnight in a second. Right now, let's jump backward in time several minutes, enjoying the sky-spanning, star-spangled kid. I've got to do something, but what? With the cosmic rod Starman gave me, I should be able to do anything. If only I could think how to stop this earthquake and... Got it. Back when I first appeared in this era, I spent a lot of time reading, trying to catch up on the world. There was this article on earthquakes, how they're caused by faults in the Earth's crust. What I have to do is reach deep into one of the largest. And once I'm there, use my cosmic rod to start a counterquake vibration. And then, then I've got to get out before the crack snaps shut with me inside. And that's what he has done as he has narrated it for us. As it closes, he just gets out. This has scarcely a moment. The kid has scarcely a moment to catch its breath before. Huh? Dr. midnight falling. Instinctively, the kid throws himself through the air, and then, after a hasty, revealing conference, he's caught him, of course. So you and Hawkman were playing Guardian Angel, waiting to see if I could handle the crisis on my own. Thanks, Doc. Since you've got such faith in me, you can just stay on that light platform I've created with my rod and leave the fighting to the star-spangled kid. Hawkman thinks. As. The kid shows up. Maybe midnight, and we're wrong about the kid. The way he handles himself, his entire attitude. He doesn't seem like a boy trapped in a world he doesn't understand. But, after all, such things are hard to judge. The star-smiled kid was born to another age, the 50s, when life was simpler, perhaps less complex. It says the 50s, but really, it's the 40s. I mean, he was around in the 40s. Not, and he disappeared in the 50s. Uh, or the late 40s. "'Yet, because of a bizarre accident, he's been thrust into our time. "'And what can and what effect that may have on his mind, no one can truly say. Hawkman's reasoning breaks off, for clearly the battle has come to an end. "'And now it's time to learn the meaning of it all. "'We want answers, my friend, and we want them quickly,' as Midnight grabs one of the thugs. "'You mentioned a name when you attacked us. Brainwave. "'Is he the man who sent you? I'm warning you speak the truth. "'I can tell if you're lying. "'Yeah, yeah, is our boss. Interesting.' I can see with the man's infrared pattern that he's serious, but that just raises another question. What on Earth is Ray Wave doing, and why? The answer to that question, Dr. Midnight, lies not on Earth, and not on a JSA Monitor, but above our planet aboard Brainwave's orbital satellite, where even now the Madman's plans blossom to grim fruition. This machine is yours, Brainwave. Will it return the energies I've lost, friend? You offend me. What else have my efforts been for? But to gain for you that strength of will you lost so many years ago after our last defeat. When I found you two months ago, you are a broken man. It shows a flashback of brainwave stumbling across the sky at a Skid Row Mission uh, soup kitchen. A derelict in a Bowery mission, shattered by your so-called failures. Yet despite the fact I've changed, you remembered me, and I remembered you. Injustice Society, The Wizard, Fiddler, Vandal Sandwich, and you, my friend. Perhaps the greatest of them all. So, so long ago, so far away, everything's now much weaker, dying. Help me, please, help me. I'll help you, friend. And when I'm finished, once more, the word will shake at the name of Degaton, greatest genius of all time. And they both cackle, maniacally. Brainwave, you did it, but you still haven't told me how. It was nothing, old friend. By creating images of disasters interspersed with real disasters predicted by my computers, I forced the JSA into active situations where I could use their machine, my machine to drain their will energy, and then feed it to me. Brilliant brainwave. Though I don't understand why you choosing to involve those young heroes, somehow I... the wall buckling from outside. so. That right there was kind of a weird transition. The Brainwave starts the, the sentence and Degaton finishes it uh, just before. Wham! Someone's breaking in from outer space! And here comes Power Girl leading the charge, smashing through the outer wall. Not quite, Brainwave, There was would Wright, right. The JSA Skyrocket is on the other side of the hole, together with Wildcat and the Flash. I don't know how you tracked me, Flash, nor I care. "'I'll be more than satisfied with your destruction if not by my psychic blast. "'Brain we've changed. He's taller, stronger. How on earth?' "'Then my Degaton superbrain. It's the work of an instant transforming this communications laser into a stasis ray. Ugh. "'Mere child's play for a mind advanced its mind. Naturally, the beam also functions as a force field. "'But you've already discovered that, haven't you, power girl?' Excellent, Degaton, excellent. We've beaten them in less than 50 seconds. With your aid, I can achieve anything, even my ultimate ambition. And not to be outdone, here come the rest of the team. Fate, Hawkman, Midnight, Robin, Green Lantern, and the Star Spinal Kid. Maybe you'd care to tell us about your ultimate ambition, Brainwave, after you've locked away nice and tight in prison. Hawkman! Hope we haven't arrived too late, partner. Traffic was kind of heavy. Man, now this is what I call a cavalry charge. You guys must have seen the stuff on the monitors that popped up here on GL's Green Beam, right? Who cares why they're here, Wildcat? The fact is they are here, and Degaton is already trying to destroy them. This time with an animated statue from Brainwave's collection of art. Well, maybe I'm not as strong as my cousin Superman, but I'm still ten times as strong as a mere man. I won't let my friends... uh, uh, Brainwave was thrown uh, Robin with his telekinesis in the Power Girl's back to knock her off balance. Lady, look out! Brainwave's knocking me through the air! Can't stop myself before I... Thanks for the breather, Brainwave. It's given me a chance to quickly tinker together another weapon. This sonic cannon, which should prove most effective announces Degaton a most odd looking Degaton I might add and add not the Degaton you're used to from All-Star Squadron or the, uh, uh, the time uh, the later uh, period of the Bronze Age this guy has like a, a purple shirt and trunks on with uh, no leggings gold boots uh, uh, really ugly uh, haircut black hair instead of red hair that we're used to uh, seeing him Robin, uh, points at Brainwave. Friends, we're getting nowhere fast from the start. Brainwave has had us on the defensive. It's time we reverse roles. Now! And here, uh, Power Girl, Star Spangled Kid, and Robin lead the charge. You fools! You sorry fools! Don't you understand? This game is futile. During the years of my imprisonment, I trained my mind to reach levels of power you can never comprehend. With my mind alone, I can toss you like leaves in a wind. With my mind alone, I can do anything. Even upset the orbit of the Earth itself. By activating the controls in the computer, I set off a gravity displacement beam, and which will send the Earth hurtling into space, far from the sun. Unless you submit to my will immediately. Green Lantern, is it possible? Can he do something like that? I'm no scientist, miss, but if anyone can, it's Renwave. Look at the change he's already made in himself. Whirling, the Emerald Crusader swings up his hand and sends a burst of green fire towards the transformed Madman. But... No good. He's protected by Degaton's force field. My friends, the situation is grim. We have two options, submission or the destruction of our world. There's still one thing I can't shake loose of, Doc. Brainwaves new body. Somehow I keep thinking it's the key to this whole insanity. If it is, GL, we certainly don't have the knowledge to use it. Really, young woman? I wonder. Something in the masked man's tone makes his two companions pause, and when they've listened to his next words, they act. Each... In his own inimitable fashion driven by green lantern's relentless beam protected by a mystic spell power girl bursts from brainwave satellite into the vicious cold of outer space what she does next is a feat which the supergirl of earth one would find almost ridiculously simple slowly straining every nerve and muscle she throws herself against the satellite shoving it somewhere away from the green globe of Earth, and since she is not the supergirl of Earth One, her act is the act of a heroine, perhaps the greatest of all time. And within the rapidly overheating spacecraft, certain startling changes are already beginning to occur, as the face saving illusion created by Brainwave to conceal his terrible ugliness begins to break down. So that's the answer. There was it. I knew it. Brainwave wanted to take it on to build him a new body, and in the meantime his, he hid himself in an illusion of physical glory, but the dream's over now, right, Doctor Fate? Fate. I hear you, compatriot. At the moment, I have less concern for the past than for the present. Our victory here will be a pyrrhic one unless Power Girl manages to lift us from the sun's gravitation well again. Yes, I think, I think she's done it. Fate, she's done it. Indeed, she has, you hell. Indeed, she has. Epilogue. And this is Wildcat. You know, kids, now the Brainwave and his pals are back in the lockup. Maybe we should give this Super Squad thing of yours a real tryout. The way it looks to me, it's just possible you lancers can learn something from us old bros. Seeing as how you're still wet behind the ears. Wet behind the ears? Where? It seems you're forgetting something, Wildcat. Like who who put out Brainwave's Chinese volcano? Who closed up the Seattle earthquake? Who conquered? Who uncovered the geyser illusion? Who pushed the Ah nuts. Kids today just ain't got no respect. So our first storyline wraps up uh in a in just two issues. But there's obviously much more to come. And just like we saw at the very beginning, uh in the last issue, the uh this this these stories are gonna set Power Girl and Ted Grant, Wildcat sort of on a uh sort of at odds with each other as far as their attitudes are going to butt heads. Uh, Power girls rare uh, raring to go. She knows she can do this. She's very confident uh, despite her age. And she's supposed to be a young girl here. She's not a, uh, uh, you know, 25, 26-year-old woman or anything like that. She's she's probably supposed to be 18, 19, 20 at the most. Um, you know, just into uh, a legal adulthood as it were. And Wildcat with his with his own demeanor is it's not going to take her her easily uh, i guess is the best way to say it he's going to have some outdated terms and slang that uh she's not going to she's not going to stand for as a modern uh, liberated woman of the 1970s so all right. So, what's up next? Next up is going to be obviously issue sixty, and this in episode number ten, and the team is going to face Vulcan, Son of Fire. And if you haven't, uh, make sure you check out episode thirty-three of Classic Comics, in which guests Max Byrne and I covered the Golden Age incarnation of the Seven Soldiers of Victory, uh, focusing uh, mostly on leading comics number one, their first appearance. It gives some history. Uh, to the team uh, we saw return in episodes five six and seven of this show so i hope you'll also take the time to listen to that max was a great guest all right as always go read some comics